the relationship between God and the human sinners. The theological basis of Christian moral action is the same as that of the universal moral law. They are essentially the same. They express and give meaning to the doctrine of God, His justice and mercy. They enlighten the nature and destiny of human life and set man's relationship with God in a context that inspires awe and faith. They unify and harmonize the diverse strands of faith, emphasizing the inherence of our duty to God and the reality of His redemptive work in history. The theological virtues are also the source of Christian morality. They give it its distinctive character and determine it. They breathe life and tell it to be fruitful and praiseworthy. God imbues them into the souls of His faithful, to make them able to sin against His justice and mercy, but yet of continuing to live and enjoy eternal life in the presence of His Almighty Son. In the teaching of Scripture in the theological ver- If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so that it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's the important thing, making money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So hurry up, download the free Anchor app, or go to anchor.fm to get started. Virtues are seen as the inestimable gift of God to men. God is our master and savior. In Him we find a perfect and unmitigated relationship with Him. In Him we find the ultimate and unquenchable thirst for justice, holiness and righteousness. In Him we find a purifying and cleansing purity that imparts to each person the sense of His relationship with His Heavenly Father. In the New Testament, we read the story of the empty tree. When Jesus, the Son of God, went to the empty tree to gather His thoughts, He found no fruit. Because no fruits were there, He cursed the tree and said that it would never bear fruit again. This became a very important part of Christian history and theology. The fathers of the Church put the idea that theories or divine virtue results from the perfecting work of the Holy Spirit through the unction of the Father in Christ. The fathers did not explain this, but they understood that there was a relationship between the virtue of faith and the perfecting work of the Holy Spirit. The fathers knew that there was a difference between faith which was a work of reasoning or a human thinking process and faith which resulted from a supernatural, eternal relationship with our Heavenly Father. Because of this, the fathers added that faith, which had the full effect of moral virtue, was the true faith of the kingdom of God. Because of this truth, the church strove to keep the knowledge of God's truth hidden and passed on only to a few chosen individuals in the body of Christ. The revealed truth of God's moral virtue became known to the people of Israel, mainly through the prophets and the teachers of the law. The church did not want the knowledge of God's glory to be preached to the world. Therefore, the Church preserved the secret of God's goodness and holiness and limited its preaching to a few chosen individuals. This limited preaching caused two fundamental problems. One problem was that the revealed truth of God's goodness and holiness became known to the people of Israel in such a way that they looked down upon men and women alike because of their sin nature. The second problem was that the people of Israel associated themselves with the cultural institutions of the day and formed theologies or definitions of God's relationship with man. In order to solve these two problems, the Church gave a redefined relationship between God and man. The revealed truth of God's goodness and holiness became known as the doctrine of God's omnibenevolence or His unwillingness to do evil. It often refers this doctrine to as the doctrine of God's unchanging nature or the doctrine of divine omnipotence. According to this doctrine, God is omnipotent and all good and evil is predicated on other things. For example, rain is caused by the fall of snow cubes in the summer and is caused by the heat of the sun in the winter. Therefore rain is caused by the melting of snow cubes and they cause heat by the sun's heat. 